When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. On the 15th of December at the Camden Powerhouse in London Town. Well, not Santa Claus, but me, cabaret legend Lenny Beige, as I host my very special Regency Rooms Christmas Extravaganza. It's an old-school variety show with some of the names that made my club the talk of the town and some of the very best new acts working the circuit today. Plus, there might even be a household name or two thrown in for good measure. Add to that a band of world-class session players, and you've got the greatest Christmas variety show out there. There's literally no show like it. Tickets are from £25. Just visit ctickets.com. That's ctickets.com and enter Regency Rooms and get booking. Get ready for the Christmas period with a free case of craft beer from Beer 52. And right now, listeners can get two extra free beers, making it 10 free beers. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash spurs and just cover the 5 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea and all over the USA and Europe. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a tasty snack. Don't worry though, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com forward slash spurs to get your case of 10 beers for just the 5 95 postage. That's beer52.com forward slash spurs. Well, hello, Spurs fans around the world, and welcome to another Spurs show. It's Theo Delaney here in North London uh, with things to talk about. There are things to talk about, and fortunately, I have uh, a glittering cast of accomplices with me to talk about the things. Uh, Welcome back, Julie Welch. Right. uh, I'll have to do my sort of um, hostess bit. Hello and welcome. (laughs) (laughs) beautiful beautifully done julie official biography of course of tottenham hotspur there's a new one out it's updated it's a it's a job for life (laughs) hold on julie's just grabbing it now she's holding it up yeah waving it yeah buy this book don't worry we'll be we'll be plugging the absolute living daylights out of that julie i can tell you 
Also with us, oh, thank you. also with us, returning David Hepworth. Good evening, David. Good evening. Nice to be with you. Lovely to have you, as always. And Sean Singleton is back as well. Hello, Sean. Hi, Theo. You're right. I'm very good-ish. I'm very good in many ways. In other ways, not so good, uh, which is what we're going to have to come to. We're going to have to face it. Uh, as we speak here uh, on this uh, cold Tuesday night, possibly some people even in Stoke, but I'm personally in London, um, it's, it's it's a weird time because, of course, we didn't have a game at the weekend. It was snowed off, which means we can, we're can <laughs> we forced to talk about the last fixture. That's what we have to start with, I think, and face the music. One of the most humiliating uh, experiences for Tottenham Hotspur, I think, I can remember. Before last week's game at NS Muir, uh, I also was hosting last week, and I had Jar Wobble on here and John Sheridan, who was the physio when we had loads of great players in the 90s. And I said, NS Muir are halfway down the Slovenian top flight. They're fifth out of ten. They've been in business for 10 years. The stadium holds 3,000 people and they've lost every game in the group so far. Can you see us losing this game? Jar Wobble said we'll win 6-0. John Sheridan said we'd win 4-0. I said we'd win 3-0. We lost 2-1. Sean, where do you even begin to explain that? You know, it's so bad that at the end I almost almost was laughing. Because it was so it was so bad yeah. that we lost to Eastern Europeans Enfield Town because that's the level they are. Yeah, and that that last goal where, ironically, Mora loses the ball down a blind alley, and then Ben Davis slips over, and then Sanchez does what Sanchez does twice in that game <laughs> where he gets done. I don't know. It was yeah. My son was eleven on uh, Saturday. And he is older than that club. Yeah. <laughs> Let that sink in. He is older than that club and we lost to them. Um, I don't know. I, I try and be positive that um, we can still go through if we beat Wrens in uh, a week and a half. But in some way, yeah, I saw what I finished off and say, I saw a great tweet. I can't remember who said it. And it, uh, but she said it was a woman and she said the United loss resulted in us getting a world class manager. The Mora loss could result in us getting a world class squad. Now, I don't agree with that, but I think it strengthens Conte's hand even more that he needs to strengthen. So trying to be positive that it might be a good thing in the longer term. Yeah. Julie, you are the official biographer, as we've said, of Tottenham Hotspur. So, I mean, you know, where do you put it in the pantheon of humiliations? Has <laughs> <laughs> it got well, a section to itself, Julie? Yeah, it it's got to have. Uh, the thing is that I had this sort of feeling, like I have every time, um, say, let's say kind of 10 years ago, something like that, when um, Spurs would used to play either Norwich or West Brom. And I'd think, oh, you know, that's three points in the bag. And then, you know, I'd be working, so I couldn't, you know, go to the match or anything. And I'd just look on my phone <clears throat> afterwards and I'd see, you know, Tottenham Hotspur nil, West Bromwich Albion one. <laughs> and I, it, 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 I never, ever, ever learn because I, um, every time that Spurs are due to play no mark opposition. I just think, oh, yeah, yeah, fine, you know, we're going to win. But I just sort of knew, I sort of knew Thursday night, I didn't even, I have to say, I followed it on my phone because I was um, at our local diner with my husband. And um, it was just like every other Thursday night at the local diner when I'm following a Spurs game 
against no mark opposition. You know, there's that one, you look at it early on and they're one nil down. And then, you know, you keep looking, oh, Harry Kane, Harry Kane, you scored, we're all right now. And then you make all these sort of adjustments, you know, now, you know, we'll get another one from Son, it'll go, it'll go to 3-1. And then I just looked at the end and it was, yeah, it was that result. Um, where does it come in the pantheon of humiliations? There have just been so many. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want to be pessimistic. You know, in a way, it might be a good idea if we weren't in this competition at all. Mm. You know, just concentrated yeah. on getting yeah. the PL stuff right. Because um, it's a. You know, it's it's kind of the Europa Conference League. It, it's the sort of. It's not really a trophy, is it? It's it's an egg cup. Mm. Yeah, but that's that would be even if we did win an egg cup, be the first thing we'd won in ten years or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, the 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 good news is we probably we could well go out because we can't come top now uh, in the group. We might get second, only might. We'd have to beat Wrens, who are the all conquering uh, group leaders, uh, and then even then we have to go into a playoff in order to progress Ooh. to the next stage because the 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 runners up in the Europa League groups get dumped in in the same way that the Champions League third place teams get dumped in the Europa League. So, yeah, I mean, you're almost better off just going out now. I mean, you, you do. I know what you mean. And I think I'm right in saying that when Conte won the league with Chelsea, they weren't in Europe. I think yeah. that's what. So yeah. he, you know, that lightened fixture, fixture schedule uh, worked in their favour. So what we one thing and another, yeah, you're probably right. And it may well, it may well happen. One of the things that struck me, David, did you see the game? I, I'm afraid I only saw highlights of that. Go on. <laughs> highlights? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're available for repeat viewing for okay. people who are particularly well, masochists. I think if you, even from highlights, and anyway, in, in, in recent history, anyway, I, I, I don't know what you think, but Delhi Alley, I'm now absolutely certain has gone from being one of the best players we've ever we ever had to one of the worst I've ever seen. He was at, he looks like a competition winner. He's sort of <laughs> he's sort of like bumming around the pitch. He doesn't. I don't, can't work out whether he's not interested or I don't know what it is. But he's the mo- he's completely does not affect the game at all, and that happens over and over again. I've got a I've got a theory actually. I think he's just got bored of being a footballer. Yeah, it, that's what he looks like. That's actually what he looks like. Do you remember there was a there was a famous book about Elvis Elvis Presley called Elvis What Happened, and I feel that there ought to be a book called Delhi yes. What yes. Happened. Yeah, because there's no rhyme or reason for it at all. No, you know, no. Uh, you know, it's a catastrophic, uh, you know, falling off in effectiveness. Yeah. But then again, you have to set this against the background of. You think how many players have come to Tottenham in the last few years and got better? Mm. It's a pretty short list, isn't it? Mm. Well, I think there was a window where it happened because that's what Pochettino's speciality was. He made he made some players better. I mean, but now since literally since well since Pochettino downed tools and went on his work to rule in order to get sacked, they've all gone backwards again. And Deli Ali is the most spectacular. Of them, all. I've never seen such a decline, and I'm, you know, we, I, I, we all saw what happened. I, I keep thinking about David Bentley, who had all that talent, yes, and, and, and Jack, then, and Jack Wiltshire, I think. Yeah, Wiltshire. Some people say, oh, yeah, but he had so many injuries, but he, he hasn't really been injured these last few years. Yeah. It's another, it's another great example. Wiltshire and Deli Ali and uh, Bentley were all going to be fifty cap 
100 cap England players. They had that talent when they were young. They were going to run the midfield. They did spectacular things and they were all finished by the mid-twenties. And that's what Delhi looks like now. I wonder if it was whether, uh, you know, it's too much too young. Oh, yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, don't you think if if these players played, uh, if they came from overseas, they would come here when they were 24, 25 or whatever. They'd go go to a different footballing culture and they would really have to grow up in order to, to swim rather than sink doesn't happen in this country you can float along for quite a while until people go hang on he hasn't got any better in the last i know because well deli ali's got just massively worse and i think that because he was so good and we were so in love with the idea of deli ali this young kid who was like breaking records for you know for a kid of his his stats in terms of goals and assists were way better than people like gerard and lampard at the same age you know way better and I think um, too much too young is a part of it. I think he's been ruined by the money. But the trouble is, yeah, like you say, it, instead of being a, a foreign player who's turned up at 24 with a contract and he's moved on to a new level to keep, get himself motivated and excited, he got his massive contract when he was about 22. Yeah. And those contracts say, doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter if you get picked, doesn't matter if you it, it, how you play, you still get the six-figure salary every single week. And... I think it's, I can only assume that's part of the thing that's ruined him. But ruined he is. I've stopped now, one by one. <laughs> uh, I've stopped now thinking all he needs is this, all he needs yes. is that. If he could just <laughs> but, do this, if he could but, do but he's I, gone. I, I think he does care, though, because when he got substituted, he looked furious. Well, that's he why... Looked, that's, he looked so angry. That's the tragedy of it. I don't think in his mind he's decided to say, you know, fuck you all. I'm just not going to try. That's the tragedy. He just can't get himself going. And if you look at Wilshire, Wilshire, on the t- he's doing pundit work now, and you see him interviewed from time to time, looking bereft and saying, "I don't understand why no one's given me a chance." And you think, Jack, you've had so many chances. There comes a time when the chances run out, mate. Uh, it's like there's something goes on in their head, and it may well be to do with that too much, too young. But anyway, he was only one player. I mean, if you look at that team, right? Everyone says, "Oh, now we know the second string is rubbish, and Conti will be able to." But if you look at some of the players in it, D- Ndombele started the game. In fact, I think he played the entire game, and he cost like sixty million quid. Harry Kane is the captain of England. You know, he's another one. He breaks records all the time. He's played the whole game. Hill has only just arrived. Cessignon cost a fortune. He was like the great hope of his generation in his position. You know, Rodon is a regular for Wales and plays heroically for them. You know, there's just... uh, This is a team... This isn't a team of unknowns or washed-up veterans or young kids coming through. These are high-profile footballers... And they couldn't get themselves, they couldn't get themselves up to beat the Enfield town of Slovenia. You would have thought one of them would have done that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it probably would have only taken one. I mean, for Christ's but, sake. But didn't you feel in, in some ways um, Julian David didn't need to watch that game? Because I think we've all seen yeah. it before. We saw we've it seen... last year. What about last year? It's a grip. Yeah. yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. I've seen that game about 10 times in the last 10 years on a Thursday night. And sometimes we end up winning 2-1. Sometimes we draw one all. Um, what was comical about it is we actually lost in the very, very last seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, the to the worst opposition ever. But um, but I've seen that game before where like, we turn up and we go... They're a bit crap. We can just take it nice and easy. And then they, and they realise it's a lot harder 
Um, and they, you know, they played well, that team, and they were up for it, and we weren't. And by the time we were up for it, it was too late. The momentum yeah. of the game yeah. was was there, wasn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely um, right. But we've all seen that game before. It was funny, because, uh, Conte, I didn't actually see the interview, but I read, I, I liked his quote where he said, Yes, I now understand. I now understand. <laughs> yeah, I now yeah, understand yeah. better what the uh, situation it, is. It uh, looked like yeah. a man who'd been shown inside Pandora's box. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Because, <laughs> but, you know, this must be, the, the thing I was thinking of is a hugely experienced manager, you know, and uh, is this the first time in his life where he'd gone out to a team he literally never heard of? I think I would have thought there's a pretty good chance of that, where he had to look it up on the map and think, who are these people? We lost it twice. That's the thing that struck me. You know, if you go behind, okay, but you went behind in the first half. You, there's enough time to overhaul it. How? I mean, just to to lose it in whatever the ninety fourth minute or something like this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nervous breakdown. That is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah. It's so. I mean, it, it's just. I now think. That's that. Those Spurs players have now more or less killed a string of managers. Yeah. Nobody can do anything with that. This particular squad group. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but I, I, what we have got to hope and pray is that there's various things to do with Conte. One, he doesn't think sod this. I'm out of here. Two, he does. Um, do some whatever surgery he can perform on the squad in January he gets to perform because obviously in January you can't do much you can't reinvent the thing but if he can just get three or four out and three or four in I mean that's a lot but if he could do that then maybe something would change obviously the first team has looked the first as I say this was not far off the first team but really but the first team has looked Okay, I mean they got a reasonable draw at Everton. They beat Leeds. It wasn't that convincing, but they did okay. Second half they played pretty well, and that of course brings us on to what we've got ahead of us. But before we talk about that, let's take a quick break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. For premium content, including a daily news show, ex-players interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward splash splash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Spurs show live season ticket events this season. You can get a season ticket for those at season.spursshow.net 
and you can sign up for this season there. And in January, we've got David Pleat with us. Actually, Joe Wobble and John Sheridan and I spent quite a lot of time reminiscing about the great David Pleat team last week. And it really was a fabulous team. The old five-man midfield with Hoddle and Ardiles and Waddle and Clive Allen up front. So he'll be with us in January if you fancy coming along to that. But before that, December the 6th, that's next Monday, we've got our massive Christmas party. We've got Chivers Perriman, Jennings, Pratt and Phil Beale. And they'll all be with us at the 100 Club commemorating the 50th anniversary of us becoming the first British club to win two major European trophies. Alan Mullery can't come now for reasons, uh, uh, family reasons, unfortunately. But the other four are coming. And I have been told just in the last half hour that there are some new tickets. It was sold out. It was uh, sold out, but some new tickets have been released at all levels so that goes from standing tickets right up to the dinner afterwards with those illustrious individuals so um check it out go to if you just google uh, live spurs show uh christmas party you'll get to billetto and you'll see the tickets that are available there and i urge you not to miss it uh i'm also thought i might point out that signed copies of the updated official biography of Tottenham Hotspur. And it's just out. It is just out. I've got it already. I've read the additional chapters. It's bloody... It is essential. Written by Julie, of course, Julie Welch. They are available at shop.visionsp.co.uk and they are signed copies, people. That is the place to get it. Shop.visionsp.co.uk So get them while you can. Um, By the way, at that Christmas party... I should point out that we've unearthed the never-before-seen second-leg footage of the semi-final against AC Milan from 1972. And the players haven't even seen that. There's also music, a raffle, some great Spurs books for you to buy and get signed for Christmas presents. Get involved. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And please leave us a nice review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. Well, we've we've picked the bones out of the debacler. (laughs) Now we must anticipate more stress because... Well, the uh, the Burnley game, as fixtures go, that was easily the most stress-free of the lot. Of that's, this. That's, <laughs> that's dodging a bullet. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. I, Absolutely brilliant. I mean, you get there. It's like, I don't know, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Where some, some things, sometimes things get cancelled and you find yourself breathing a sigh of relief and putting your feet yeah. up and grinning from ear to ear. Not, not for the fans who travelled there 45 no. minutes before. That was... ne- never mind our mate from Texas who, who travelled yeah. from Dallas directly there <laughs> only to discover. Yeah. Only just cover. It was called off. Sympathy. Our sympathies with him. Um, yeah, but that was a that was a blessed relief in some ways. But we can't avoid football much longer. Obviously, that's just the way it works in this football season. You got to play sooner or later. You got to play sooner or later. We're all going along well. I am anyway. Thursday night against mighty Brentford, the bees. Um, who are back, they're fresh from a victory. They'd been on a poor run, but they're fresh from a victory over hapless Everton at the weekend. Spurs, <laughs> I was reading it, <laughs> said in the standard preview today, Spurs will be hoping to take advantage of the extra rest they've had. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, doesn't always work out that way in my experience. Uh, the extra rest hasn't always played in our favour. But... Uh, 
I suppose Conte's had some time, more time with them. I mean, the thing is, when Conte, when a manager turns up in the season's well underway, the, 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 one of the disadvantages of that is he doesn't get a lot of time to, to put his, uh, you know, whatever it is he puts into them. He's having to grab sessions here and there on, on the busy match schedule. So maybe this has allowed him more time to get into their heads. Goodness knows he needs to. How do you see this one? But David, how much trepidation do you approach this game with? <laughs> Well, the same as any game, really. But I, I was—is he signed an eighteen-month contract? Yeah, he's no okay. Fault. So he's been—he's been here a month. Okay, yeah. so that means his probationary period has passed. You know, right. in, in the accelerated uh, time span of a Spurs manager. Yeah, he'll soon start kicking his heels and thinking, "Where can I go next?" You know, because <laughs> you know, and. Um, I mean, the only thing, the only crumb of comfort that I, I kind of cling to, you know, and you always think when a new manager comes in, this one's going to make a difference or whatever. You look at him and think, he's a powerful personality. Yeah. And he's, he's not a person you'd like to face if you had disappointed him in some way. You, yeah. you can't help feeling that, you know, yeah. so... So if there are any players who, you know, as we like to say, you know, need a rocket, mm. you would have thought he would apply it, and you would have thought he would apply it quite quickly. Yeah. I don't get the feeling he's a person who's thinking, I'm going to see how it works out for yeah. six months. Yeah. You know, he's going to frighten them early and frighten them good, and then you'll find out whether it pays any, has any benefit at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's what I hope for. Um, I mean, Brentford have been a bit up and down recently, haven't they? But they've, they've obviously had their moments recently yeah. as well, you know. And let, let's hope they don't have one of those uh, this week. That's all I can say. Yeah, he he um, he did announce a team. We did get to see their starting eleven on Sunday before it got uh, called off. And it was basically the same team that beat Leeds, except Tanganga not picked. He's picked Sanchez instead, Julie. Right. Did, that, did that surprise you at all, Julie? Um, I'm, I'm sort of... I'm still a bit jury still out about Sanchez. Yeah, um, oh, it's yeah. been quite a long <laughs> time. It's quite it? a long time. Yeah, I, I, I think that you know, he, he, there's a player who's actually there's there's there is something about him. He, he sometimes you know he looks so good. I mean, when he really looked good was when he was with uh, Jan Vertonghen, where who was sort yeah. of nursing him through Absolutely. his f- first yeah. season. Yeah, and I thought then you know this this guy is absolute mustard but for some reason you know, I, don't, I don't know are they, is, are they all flaky I, uh, it, he, it, he's gaff prone isn't he yeah well um, <laughs> yeah not unusual I suppose yeah, that, I but he's, that, he's that, that, guaranteed to give the ball yeah. away in the in the yeah, it, near yeah. to our own but goal once a game minimum thing is though that, that in in Nuno's sort of very brief regime um, when he was with Dyer um, early on, they were actually good. Yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't—they didn't give you nightmares. You didn't yeah. want to sort of leave the room every time you saw them. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, again, he, he seems to have gone backwards a bit. I mean, is he terrified of Conte? Does that? I, I mean, m- most players, although they don't show it, are actually afraid. It's just psychological. Hmm. You know, they've got to go out in front of fifty thousand yeah. people. So and they, they sort of suffer for their errors and, and you know they remember their errors. And yeah. maybe it's kind of lodged in his mind all the sort of rubbish stuff he's done. Um it, it's it's 
I think that that Conte probably thinks there is a player there. But I mean, you know, it's just been so long now. I mean, with um it's it's the same with with so many of those players. I mean, everybody, you know, you keep looking at Dombele and thinking, yeah. you know, oh wow, there there's a player there. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, he's he, he's ineffectual, he's yeah. lazy, he walks around, um don't move much. Um yeah. I I it's just it, it's just it, the other thing is, because of the piecemeal um, transfers that Spurs have done, you know, not doing bringing in players by threes, it's just not enough. And I mean, mm. I think that's been proved. And of course, that's what Pochettino was going on about ages and ages ago. And the the squad has had to integrate not enough players um, into uh, a squad with players who should have gone and haven't gone. And it's just, it, it, it's just such a jumble. Sorry, I'm going on off on a thread here, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, in terms of the team selection, I think um, I was slightly surprised that Tanganga was the only one who'd actually not made the cut uh, on Sunday. Did that surprise you, Sean? Oh, I, I, it's the, it was more that Sanchez's performance, given that he was probably most at fault for both goals, because he's got turned inside and yeah, fell over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's, I, I thought it was guaranteed that he'd be dropped. So yeah. I was amazed when I saw that. So, yeah. so that gives me uh, that somehow Conti must have faith in him that he can yeah. come good. So maybe he thinks psychologically the best thing is to, is to get him straight back on the bicycle, as it were. And, and yeah, there's something there. But I mean, having said that, presumably when Romero's fit, neither of them play because Romero, it looks like he likes M- M- Romero, Dyer and um, Davis as a back three, doesn't he? Yeah. But, you know, he might be out for a few more weeks with the hamstring. Yes, so, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's a worry. And I think, you know, the extra day on the training pitch, uh, because yeah, we, we're playing, we often play on a Thursday and a Sunday, but we don't yeah. play two premiership games on a Thursday and no, Sunday. No, well, yeah, Brentford, a very, very intense team. Yeah. Norwich are fighting for their lives and got a new manager. Yes. They're going to be physical teams that we have to work Match. very hard. Yeah. So uh, uh, extra day's rest and extra day's training might you know be yeah you know, also merc- cl- oh, yeah, you are, yeah. <laughs> well that's all we could do but uh mercifully of course we're at home for both games which yeah, is actually should be a massive advantage i mean really you know of course one doesn't like to say it but on paper we go you couldn't ask for a better few days worth of fixtures i mean to play two teams that are currently in the very much in the relegation battle really brentford have been sucked into i mean that win took them away a little bit at the weekend but they're teams that you know are expected to to have to fight against relegation. Uh, to play them in a space of a few days at home, if we were to win both those games, we'd be back in the hunt for the top four, and the roller coaster will be <laughs> well and truly. That, 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 that was a hollow laugh I gave there. Brentford are are very good at home, aren't they? They're they're, they're tough at home. Yeah. So they're quite poor away. So I think it's good that we're playing them uh, at our place. So. Hopefully, yeah. I think it's all about all we about have the been first goal. To be quite poor at home, of course. Yeah, I know. But if we can score the first goal, then yeah. I think that could, would be. I if they I, score I, the first goal, I think Ivan Tony is is a very good yeah. player. Mm. Uh, yeah. he, I, he's 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 a definite danger, and um, with the sort of <clears throat> slightly um, flaky defensive situation at the moment, without Romero, for instance, um, I think that's going to be a problem. Because um, uh, he's terrifyingly good. Yeah, he's a handful, isn't he? He's a real all-round centre-forward, yeah. I agree, I agree. um, uh, 
Maybe. I mean, <clears throat> Spurs do have a habit of sort of, you know, flipping from absolutely disastrous into doing something absolutely amazing. And maybe it will be one of those uh, matches maybe, where we win yeah. 4-0. Maybe this is where Conti clicks. Where, it, where, <laughs> where, where Stop laughing, David. We've reached, we've reached that part of the podcast. I, 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 I used to listen to this years ago. It all starts pitched in gloom and then slowly it comes up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, of course. Queen shoots a few minutes from the end going, yeah. oh, I think this week it'll all turn Round. That's why we're all so. That's why we're all stupid enough to keep going. If we couldn't, if we just didn't do that, we'd, we'd have stopped going yeah. decades ago. Then by writing you know, books about it and making podcasts. Do you know, before the podcast started, we were reminiscing about our old careers, and I was saying to David, worked at EMAP, I worked at IPC, and I worked at Shoot. If you looked at the Shoot sales in August with the League Ladders, we'd yeah. go, the sales will be massive. Yeah. And as you realise your team was still shit, the sales would go yeah. down. Yeah. And I, call, I used to call it the graph of despair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Went, as the season went on, sales yeah. went further and further because yeah. basically the only fans who had winning teams carried on buying. I never yeah. thought of that. That's true, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I must admit, when Spurs lose, I don't read any match reports. I don't watch match of the day. I, just, I, yeah. I basically hate football. Until yeah, I yeah. get me, got got myself fired up for the next like like what we were just doing then got myself stupidly stoked up for the next for the next game. Well, just a little tangential thing here. I don't know if you saw in the newspapers that um, there's a there's been a police raid yeah. on Juventus on the offices of Juventus, and the reason for that is that there's been some dodgy um, who'd have thought it in Italian football some dodgy accounting going on uh, involving Juventus transfers where they've slightly cooked the books in order to um, stay within the realms of financial fair play. I think that's what they're saying and of course who was in charge of transfers at Juventus while all this was going on none other than our own Troy Paratici who is now an absolutely essential linchpin in the uh, Tottenham Hotspur hierarchy so uh, it's a kind of case of watch his space but I mean Julie your your next the next chapter might be coming sooner than you thought if uh if Parat- I mean, if Paratici's banged up, we might have to start. It could be start again, couldn't it? Because Conti's very much linked with Paratici, the whole Juventus Italian connection. I mean, it, it, it worries me. Is anyone else scared about this? Well, it, it could be like a mafia don working from the prison, you know, with his two phones, <laughs> <laughs> still still running the empire with all of these contacts all yeah. around. You know, he's only going to sign players from Italy anyway, and if he's in the Italian prison, then it might make it easier. Yeah. Yeah, some of the other agents probably be in there with him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's doing deals in there. But but no, no, like it'd be Conte that goes end up going in prison. Oh, that'll, God. That'll, be, that'll be Spurs. That'll be Spurs to a team. Well, the funny thing is, of course, we've got experience playing teams with imprisoned managers, and they've actually been quite successful yeah, against us. Yeah. Perhaps we could yes. turn, turn it round the other way. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we've talked a bit about Brentford. Is there anything? I mean, Norwich City, as 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 he, I think you said, Sean, have got they've got a new manager, Dean Smith, who he looks like a decent manager, and he got them he got them the traditional new manager win, didn't he? In his first, I think first cut. I think they've won a couple of games now, haven't they? They won mm. they've won two on the bounce, having not won at all before yeah. he before they're he above Newcastle. Yeah. They're above Newcastle. And I don't know about anyone else, but when I think of Norwich, my most recent memory, I. I never ever. I can. I think twice in my life have I ever stormed out of uh, a Tottenham home game, furious uh, before the final whistle. Once was all those years ago when we lost six one at home to Chelsea. I think I left at four one. 
It's probably a good time to leave because there's two more, two more goals to go in. The other time, I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed, but I went to with, with Matt Snow, who you'll know, David. Oh, yeah. Who's a brilliant bloke, top, top, Tottenham fan. And I wasn't even going to go to that game, but that Norwich game in the cut where Eric Dyer set about the crowd at the end. <laughs> Great diversionary tactic, but we lost on penalties. They were hopeless. They were bottom of the league and they came and they took us to penalties and won on bloody penalties. I was so upset. It was the last game we played before the pandemic kicked in. I mean, Norwich, that's the last time I remember them coming to... It probably is, must be the last time they came to see us because they went down quite deservedly that season. That was the highlight of their bloody season. Can you see them causing us problems on Sunday, Julie? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Two games in, you know, still the new manager going bounce, bounce, bounce. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A worry, isn't it? Oh dear, we've we've got no backbone ourselves, never let alone the team. You know, we have no know. confidence at all. We're all over the place. <laughs> Keep thinking. Surely, surely Conte will sufficiently put the fear of God into them that uh, I don't they'll think, produce. I don't think players take any notice. I Do think you know? I think no, I don't. I think you know, it's it is the players who have the power now. Yeah, and you know, they've got their own entourage. They've got their um, they. Unless they get somebody they really respect, and you know, <clears throat> Harry Kane was so pissed off when Mourinho left because he really loved Jose. Day. Um, and I think, but I think that that I would be very surprised if Conte's sort of fire and brimstone made, had much effect. I mean, they'll respect him if he's if, if he's. He's obviously savvy as a coach, yeah, and they might respect that, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't think shouting at them will. <laughs> no, the I, I agree, and it's difference. actually actually they're not children, are they? So shouting, I mean, it is. I, I think in a way, uh, you can understand that they don't respond to being shouted at because, I mean, they're all early, like like we said earlier, they're all get, they're still going to get their hundred grand a week, whether he shouts at them or not. So he might they might as well say, "Well, stick it, don't shout at me." But, in, in my defence, I didn't say shouting. I think there are many ways yeah. to intimidate people. No, no, I agree. No, you didn't say shouting. And I, and I think the reason why I think Conti has, uh, does have possibly, th- please God, have some sway is because, uh, A, because of his, you know, impeccable credentials in terms of winning. But also what they say, these players, is they, they want to feel like someone's got a plan that they can yeah. buy into. And yeah. he has a pretty clearly defined game plan, I think. We all know, I mean, it's very easy to see what his tactics are. We saw we saw how Chelsea won the league and then we saw how Inter Milan won the league and they won in quite similar ways. We also saw with both those clubs that when he, when he first got a hold of them, it didn't happen overnight. He had to get his methods ingrained, but the players were sufficiently, they found them sufficiently plausible to buy into it and then they start I mean the, Lukaku said extraordinary things about him how they had shouting matches when they first started and Lukaku, and he thought he was being victimised but he ended up he said changing his life turned him into a much much better player because what he realised was that, that it was that Conti only wanted to win and what of course seems obvious but he only wanted to win and what he knows is if, if they win they all win together because it's a team game and they're all basking in the glory and that's the sort of stuff that we hope that right now they're all buying into they're all at home in their mansions thinking actually this bloke can make us win he can make me he can make me fulfill my potential i think that's what they want most of all 
I think what, what players want, it actually, is just they want to know what to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you just sort of put your finger on it when you said that, you know, Conte is a man with a plan. Yeah. Um, because at a, at a match, when in the middle of a match, you know, they can only they can only think about two or three, you know, they can only watch two or three players. They can only think about two or three things. Um, they just want to know what to do. Um, yeah. And I think that, that they would respect Conte because he obviously has an idea of what to do, yeah. uh, which I don't think Nuno had. Nuno was a bit laissez-faire. He wasn't, oh, quite, he wasn't quite Harry Redknapp, go around, run about a bit or <laughs> go and score a well, goal. But... Also, the, the, the other thing I love about Conte, you know, we're talking about Nuno when he, you know, you mentioned fear when he was interviewed, he was kind of like, very impassive. Yeah. He didn't know what was yeah. really going on. Yeah. Uh, but Conte doesn't shout and scream when he's interviewed. He's very calm. Oh, yeah. He's very yeah, yeah. focused and intense. Oh, and there's a kind of... Almost sinister. A, yeah, well, I think there's kind of like... I don't know. It just seems... Yeah. Um, he doesn't feel the chari- need. Yeah. Yeah, quite, quietly charismatic. I uh, think yeah. Definitely. I think if he came yeah. into a yeah. room you were in, you would know he, yes. he'd come in. He has a commanding presence. Yeah, I I totally. That, that's part of his thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Without doubt. Yeah. Look, I've got a really frivolous question here. Though. Oh, yeah. Do you think he wears coloured contact lenses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm absolutely certain he does. And what about the barnet? That tells you everything. I yeah. mean, those, those before oh. and after pictures. I was asked recently on a, a something or other, I think it was, I don't know, about who's got the best uh, hair transplant, Wayne Rooney or Conti. Conti's hair transplant is absolutely fabulous, isn't it? I mean, mm. imagine, I suppose if you have an unlimited budget, which he more or less has, you'd go and get the best hair transplant in the world. Well, he absolutely has got Well, that. he's got a better one than Elton John, hasn't he? And yes. Elton, and that, that, says it, that tells yeah. you all you need to know. Elton's budget must, be, must have been fine. Yeah, than, uh, than good point. Good point, and that tells you everything you need to know about Conti. I mean, he's a perfectionist. He do, he has high standards. He demands the best, and you only you only have to look at his barnet <laughs> in his hairdresser yeah. as well as his team. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's why you you can bet your life he's got coloured uh, contact lenses for sure. He's got some beautiful suits as well, lovely suits. So his hairdresser is um, on a lower budget than Elton John, but because he motivates him, he performs better. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfect. Elton John is Manchester City, but <laughs> but Conti is Tottenham Hotspur, and Tottenham yes. Hotspur in this in this little uh, analogy, Tottenham Hotspur win. Love yes, it. Absolutely. Yes. See, I knew we'd get ourselves yeah, back there up. You go. I knew we would. Now, before we go, it's the dreaded prediction time. Don't try to to, to wriggle out of it because it's it's compulsory. David's laughing his head off. <laughs> I'm going to start with... We're we going to do the Norwich game first, then I'll go round... No, we're going to do the... Brent- sorry, the Brentford game first, then we're going to go round again and do the Norwich game. Sean, give me a Brentford prediction. 2-1 uh, home victory, hard-fought victory. OK. Julie? 1-0 <laughs> <laughs> late Kane goal. Love it. <laughs> David, I'm going for two one. Uh, same as same as Sean, you know, hard fought victory. Okay, okay. And now the Canaries. <laughs> I'm going to go for a two zero victory. Slightly okay. more comfortable. Okay. Than Brentford. Julie, I think we're going to absolutely do them four nil. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, the surge of optimism near yeah, the end. Yeah. It's all exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go two nil as well. Okay, so I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say Brentford a grim, a grim one nil, 
And then Norwich, I think, will win 3-0 because it's suddenly, suddenly an injection of confidence. So I think we're all <laughs> similar, similarly minded about these fixtures. Let's hope these predictions, because last week they were the worst predictions ever made on this show. And that is certainly Ooh. saying something. They were absolutely catastrophic. <laughs> Let's hope they're not as bad this time. Uh all I think that remains for us to do, it remains for me to do, is to thank you all very much for coming. I really appreciate it. Julie, your book, The Official Biography of Tottenham Hotspur, is a thing of beauty. And as I say, people, go to Vision Sports and you can get signed copies. Thanks for coming. David, I am, as you know, a devotee of your fabulous podcast, A Word in Your Ear. Thank you very And much. I recommend it to absolutely everyone. It is superb. Sean, what can I plug of yours? Uh, I... Uh, work on the unofficial partners. So if you like a sports business podcast, yes, that's then a check, good podcast. Check it out. That is a very good podcast. If you like a sports and the sports business podcasts are quite trendy, aren't they? There's that other one, the Price of Football. Yeah, they're good. They, yeah. I, I like them, and I like yours. We had uh, Kieran from Price of Football on a few weeks ago. Yeah, good bloke. He's, yeah, he's good. Good yeah, bloke. very good. Yeah. Well, thank you all very much. As I say, hope to see you again soon. Let's hope our predictions come true. And uh, to everyone else listening around the world. Kill you, Spurs! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.